0: So many life-changing things can happen during your college career. For some, just the everyday responsibilities of waking up and heading to class without a parent's reminder, doing your own laundry, budgeting your money, or new tasks. Some may discover an academic major that leads them down a career path they have never had considered before. Most will meet people from different parts of the state, country, and fellow students and professors from all over the globe and some will meet the person with whom they choose to spend the rest of their lives. Valentine's Day is celebrated on February 14th, and to recognize that occasion, we have a special Tales from the Creek episode that we like to call, Love in the Creek. My name is Stan Cole, Class of 1987, and this is our next installment of Tales from the Creek, where we visit with people who have made this place special over the years. I'm delighted to be joined today by two couples, who met during their undergraduate careers, fell in love, married, and have built a life together. My guests are former Campbell baseball player Scott Jackson, class of 98, and women's basketball standout Sarah Moore Jackson, class of 2001. And in the second segment of this episode, we will visit with Tony Peacock, class of 96, and Ellen Price Peacock, class of 97 welcome scott and sarah to tales from the creek thanks for taking time to join us
1: glad to be here
0: well let's start where uh where it all began um how did you guys meet
2: yeah i'll uh i'll i'll kind of go with that our our uh youngest son had a project for school and we were just talking about this the other day but there was um right before school started, I guess it was the summer of 97. Uh, we had, I was a senior, Sarah was a freshman, and we had a ice cream social out there at the soccer field. Um, so that's, that's where I met her. And then, you know, obviously our circles connected through FCA and being athletes and all the things that come with being in the Creek and a smaller community. So it ended up being, um, uh, easier ways to see each other i guess um and so we just things just kind of kept going from there i don't know how she remembers it but that's how i remember it
0: so i did...
1: remember like fca meetings, um going there and Sam scott a lot there my freshman year
0: so when did it uh kind of turn into somebody uh more than just uh, being friends and and um and classmates and uh, and attending the FCA meetings?
1: Let's say spring of my freshman year. Mm -hmm.
0: um,
1: It's when we started dating. So uh, I don't remember exactly. It seems to me like it was more over spring break when we were talking a lot more. uh, I don't know. Do you remember what month our first date was?
2: No, I don't don't remember that. I mean, obviously Sarah was, um, you know, she was in the thick of basketball season, you know, obviously they get started in October, so you got kind of a small window there, you know, early in the fall. And then, you know, I was busy with baseball, and I don't really remember how everything, you know, kind of kept going from there. I think it was probably more on and off with our schedules, to be honest. But, um, but um yeah, you know, we would continue to see each other here and there, and you know how it goes, man. One thing leads to another, and, you know, I think that summer was probably – um Maybe the the tipping point, if you will, you know, does it go one way or does it go the other? And then we got back there in that fall, I was uh, sticking around as a GA and Sarah was still playing. So, you know, I was busy, she was busy, but um, we still
0: found a way to make time for each other. So what did a typical date night look like in uh, Buies Creek in the late 1990s?
1: I'd say our first date with in Cary. Um, he took me to Chili's in Carrie, and then um we went to a movie. Um and Carrie, as good as it gets was a movie. And it was funny we ran into one of those coaches at Chili's, didn't we? And so they
0: yeah.
2: Yeah. were talking Yeah. And thank goodness for Ashley, Sarah's older because she had she had a place off campus where we could, you know, be able to spend some time together before going back to the dorm. So I was one of those, you know, I lived in the dorm quite a bit. Sarah's being a basketball player, you know, as part of her scholarship was living, you know, on campus. So, um, you know, like I said, if you want to make it work, you know, you find time, you know, to spend with each other. And I think we did that. It, it wasn't perfect. It never is. And, you know, it probably doesn't look like the perfect story, but it certainly is for us.
1: I'd say also my, my, like my junior year, um, he was doing some work study, and he and Derek were planning would um pick me up at lunch. And let's see, we might go to the Corner Burger, or we might go. Uh, what was the pizza place?
2: Papa's. Papa's Papa's Pizza. Papa's pizza. Yeah.
1: Do we get a dip top cone from Dairy Queen?
2: Yeah, from the no the Tasty Freeze, babe. Okay. You got to get that right. Yeah, way better than Dairy Queen. Yeah.
1: So sometimes we had a little day date like that because we didn't have time otherwise
2: yeah no Derek and I were working you know I was his GA so we would be working cutting grass all morning and then we would jump in that old Chevy uh, you know 1500 pickup truck and we'd find Sarah and grab her and take her to lunch and you know Derek's a big part of this too I mean he's still a good friend and he was in my wedding or our wedding and you know just uh, Randy Hood as well the the people that made a big influence in my life there and you know, they were gracious to, you know, include Sarah in a lot of it. A fancy lunch
1: would have been, was it called Main Street Cafe?
2: It's, yeah, down there in Lillington.
0: That's you right. That, that was like fancy. <laughs> yeah. And it, it's amazing how um, how the dining options have changed as uh, the Raleigh urban sprawl has um, creeped southward now. Um, this The place doesn't feel or look the same, that's for sure. Sarah, i ask you this one. Um, you know, what kind of, uh, you know, obstacles, I guess you could say, um, as y'all dated and Scott started uh, working and got some coaching jobs and uh, yeah, yeah, the times to find together were were tough. Well, what what were some of the the things y'all had to overcome to make this work?
1: Right. But Tim, um, going to Wofford while I was still in school, that was a long wave. Um He did have graduate school classes, so he would have to come back um, once a week or average. And so that was a good thing that we still had, um, some time when he would get back for class and stuff, but I remember him driving a lot, or uh, like, I think at this point, could you still go to the airport and see people there? I think I remember him coming to like yeah. the airport and seeing me before we flew out for a game two times. So little things like that, and just figuring out a way to see each other for 30 minutes, an hour.
2: Yeah, that first uh, my first coaching job was at Wofford, so I had one more grad class. I mean, quite honestly, that's probably the reason we're here today. Was Dr. Wallace's uh, last grad class was on a I want to say it was a Tuesday night, um, so I would have to you know get out of practice and and drive from Spartanburg. You know all the way to campbell um and and go to class it was a 6 to 9 p.m class and uh, you didn't miss dr wallace's class i mean you had to be there and attendance was important and um let's just say class lasted all through the 6 to 9 p.m window <laughs> and um you know so i would i would get out and and you know we'd have some time together but you know it was it was just that once-a-week thing that I think you can count on, you know, for us to be able to just at least see each other and, you know, slow down and get away from, you know, for her basketball and for me coaching. And, you know, I'd jump in the car and go back. And, yeah, she's right. I mean, that was back before nine eleven, So, you know, you could if, – if the women's basketball team was connecting in Charlotte through, you know, any trip down there in the old TAC, I guess it was, now the A-Sun, um, if they were connecting and, and had a layover in Charlotte, you know, certainly an easier drive for me. If it fit my schedule from coaching to just go up there and, you know, just sit there with, with her and her teammates and just hang out for a minute in the airport. Um, obviously we were trying to grab as much time as we could, you know, being, being the distance between us. And like I said, if it wasn't for those things, we might not be sitting here on this, on this call tonight.
0: Wow. Both of you um, answer this one in in turn. How did you know that they were the one? Go ahead,
1: babe. <laughs> um, I th- I can't really think about the exact moment, but I do remember like the spring of my freshman year. We really hadn't been um, dating very long, so I guess it was the end of the year where there was the athletic banquet. We would call it, I guess. Um. And my mom came, I had been telling her, you know, that I was kind of dating someone and I remember the first call saying a little bit older than getting, she was gonna, you know, kind of be worried about that, but she was not but then when she met him at the athletics banquet for the first time, she told me, oh, I I really think this could be something really good, Sarah. And so I think that kind of got me, kind of maybe when I got me thinking. And then, um, I would say by my sophomore year, we were pretty, uh,
0: much stating, like,
2: this could be really a long term. Scott? Yeah I, I, yeah, I would, I would, I mean, just to have somebody that, you know, sticks with you through the long distance thing, um, that supports your career, obviously she knew I wanted a coach, and I don't know, I mean, I knew two things, I knew how to cut grass, and I knew I liked baseball, and so you have to have somebody that's, you know, that I think, you know, honors that and upholds that and says... You know, yeah, that's great. I'll do whatever it takes. You know, this means a lot to me. And I think really that first year at Wofford and again, you know, going back to that time together in that fall of, I guess it was 1999 is really what, okay, you know what, this is, um, this is meant to be, and this is somebody that's going to stick by my side no matter what. And it starts to kind of connect and here we are. So when did you guys tie the knot? It was '01. one um, so it wasn't long after Sarah finished playing, um, and we got married in July July seventh, two thousand one. Um, so I guess what you finished was that your senior year, Ben?
1: Right. I finished in May. So we were yep. planning the wedding at the end of my uh, college. So that was kind of how our mom had to do a lot kind of planning for the wedding back home when I was at school. But we made it work. It was finally got engaged that December. So we were just engaged for
2: like six months. Yeah, we got we got engaged like right before he, she scored her thousandth point down there at UNCW. And I just remember, uh, I can't remember if it was Wanda or Mary that said, you know, like, say, God, you finally proposed to her and she can start playing better. It was like, <laughs> it was like kind of a joke. And I think, you know, everybody, yeah, it was probably Coach Weiss. But we, we all knew, I think everybody knew we were, you know, we were serious and, so finally, yeah, I, I proposed to her. And then I think she had a really good game down at Wilmington that night, like 20, 20 points or whatever, and scored her a thousand. So,
1: yeah, I hadn't started off real good that year. And so that was what she was joking about.
2: Yeah, it was my fault.
1: Having the ring every time I'm at a game and trying to figure out like a coach to take care of it because I didn't want to really relax. So that was something I remember about after we got engaged.
0: How big of a factor um, in the fact that you're both student athletes involved in athletics and understand the demands, how big of a factor of that was y'all being able to, you know, give each other grace to know that you had time um, and you had to give time to other things other than just your relationship?
1: I think yeah, that's a to- bit in college, and he'll probably talk about it more now that he's still coaching, but yeah, in college, I think. If you weren't on the same page that way, it could be hard to understand and really how much time goes into everything. It's not just a two-hour practice. It's lots of hours a day. Uh, so I think we did have a good understanding of that. And even though it would be busy, my season would be ending, that doesn't be just beginning in that first year. Um, we knew that we just have to find more time in the summer or off seasons to do that. Had um, more, like, a warm, warm, leafy amount of time to hang
2: out or whatever. Yeah, I think, I think it really helps just, I mean, you got to give each other space, right? I mean, like it, it's practice and, you know, your day is going to class and going to practice. I think, you know, you got to know, you got to get, you got to know when to call and, you know, Hey, how's it going? How was your day? And, you know, if it wasn't very good or, you know, you lost or bad practice or tough practice, you know, you you just kind of I guess feel is the word right you got some feel for you know what what she's going through and I think her the same way with me you know when it's coaching it's not just you know going to practice it's the hours in the office it's the time you know one-on-one with the kids and so you just you just have that understanding of hey I know what you're going through and you know uh, I get it or hey I'm busy and you know when you're when your fiance or your girlfriend's calling you and you don't answer and or you answer and say i'll call you back i think they have a pretty good idea of exactly what's going on you know from a coaching standpoint and gosh knows it's been that way for the last you know 23 years with 25 years with coaching with us i mean it's it's a it's a 24-7 deal
1: the only time i would ever call like during a practice was when i was pregnant and get yeah. my pick up the phone and be like are you okay what's going on so that was like well, it'll answer when I'm pregnant and about to have a baby. But yeah, that's right. otherwise, you know, not to call at certain
2: hours. I remember telling Coach Fox when we were at Chapel Hill, like, Coach, I, I have to bring my phone with me. You know, I just want to let you know I'm going to have my phone with me today at practice. And if I'm on my phone, it's my wife calling because, you know, she's due anytime. And that was with Tyler. So those are wonderful memories.
0: So you go from Bowie's Creek to Wilmington to Chapel Hill, now to Lynchburg two teenage boys now, Um, I understand they've got their mom's hoop skills.
1: Well, they do like basketball now and play basketball. I'd say when they were younger, they liked it, but I would kind of have to encourage them and say, oh, don't you want to play again this season? Um, Now our oldest is a junior, and he would tell you that basketball is his favorite. I'm young, the youngest is not gonna say basketball's his favorite, but he's um doing really well for his middle school team. So we'll see if he keeps playing or not. But um those I think those games are fun. I love one in their basketball.
2: Well, you know, Stan. I mean, you are around. I mean, Sarah's the best athlete in our family, so um they've both, you know, they've both gravitated towards I think a little bit of everything. Ryan, you know, certainly has narrowed it to basketball that's his passion and then Tyler's you know football baseball and and basketball so um you know we'll we'll see where this goes but I mean it's certainly been fun for us you know as parents to sit back and watch them and you know try to bite your tongue and cross your legs and fold your arms and let them go do their thing
0: but they're they're a blast that's for sure does does being a uh Having experience as a as a student athlete um, growing up uh, help you be a better um, parent of an athlete, uh, and and also having a background in coaching, knowing what their coaches are going through. Yeah, no, there's there's no question about that. I mean, I think you know, you
2: you, I don't know that Sarah and I have ever spoken to a coach. Um, you know, we don't go to practices. You know, we we're we're there to celebrate. You know, game day with Sam. Um, we're, we're there to pick them up from practice, but you know, you just, you, you know, the space that an athlete needs. And I think an athlete needs that time with their coach. That's their time together in practice. That's where they earn their playing time. And, you know, you just, you, you, you let it go. And, you know, thank goodness they've, they've chosen to, to be athletes and, and continue to pursue that because I think the life lessons in there are just, I mean, they're incredibly valuable, you know, in so many areas. But, Um, But, yeah, I mean, I I think it helps. I think, you know, I mean, I would want to hear from parents. I don't want to hear from parents, whether it's at the college level or, you know, even the middle school level. You know, you want to trust your coaches and and let them help raise your kids. And I think, you know, we've done that for the most part. And our kids have been very fortunate to be around some really, you know, some really good, you know, coaches with good values. And they've been able to instill those, you know, with our guys. So we'll see some moments, I, I wonder, at home. Um, if we've done the right thing, or or their coaches have been good, but at the end of the day, man, um, that they, they're good kids and they know how to compete and they know when to you know when to speak up and and when to just you know keep their mouths shut. So hopefully, all this is going in the right direction. I'll, I'll check back in with you in about ten or fifteen years. We'll see where we're at.
0: Sarah, this m- really
1: fun to watch them with their teams and remember all the fun times that you had with your teammates. Um, so that's fun and then I can also relate that it gets tiring and by the end of that season when you're trying to keep up with all your practices and your uh, academics and stuff so I think I still kind of remember how it felt to be a junior um just you know pretty tough middle school's still kind of fun but why don't you get up this um higher years and uh, um high school it does get a little bit stressful but he does a good job with it. he does he doesn't let it stress him out like it did me, and I love to see that. He still is pretty easy gone. so that's that's good, I think. um,
0: Sorry. I'm I'm sorry. Sarah, what does a typical home game weekend look like in the uh, Jackson household with, uh, especially during crossover season, four schedules to, to to keep together? Tell me a little bit about what that's like, because I know where Scott's got to be at a certain time.
1: Well, I will say it's definitely changed over the past few years as the boys have gotten busier with their sports. It used to be we were always at every game or, you know, at UNC, UNCW, we were up in the stands. Ryan was little there, um, but we were there. And that baseball games are long with toddlers, so um we sucked through it. There were fans that always were taking the ball, boys and playing with them. And so I know some people um, at the Bosch Boschmer Stadium would say they just remember the boys being so little and running all over the place. Because we were there like every game and we would try to go on a lot of the road trips too. Um, now that they're a little bit older, we have AAU basketball going on during June, spring for Ryan. Um, Tyler would have to middle school baseball and then sometimes um travel baseball going on so unfortunately we haven't been able to get to it's quite as many games but anytime there's not a conflict we will definitely be there and since we got to liberty one of the best things um for a while they were both bad and so that was always fun i was actually sitting in the stands by myself for games and they were down there kind of fun and now tyler's still um as the bad boy thing that's in the dugout all the time. So um, I'd say we're still all in, but we're not always able to go to every game. And now that we're um, Conference USA, there's some long travel that we definitely won't be able to make with our other schedules. So that's hard. I mean, I'm used to being there, but luckily we've got um, ESPN Plus a lot and we can still keep up.
0: This one for both of you can take it in turns here, but what kind of relationship advice do you give to someone? What have you learned over the last quarter century or so? (laughs) Yeah. Holy cow. Well, I mean, it just takes it just
2: takes a lot of sacrifice and give and take. I mean, her more than than me. I mean, this, you know, this first twenty three years of our marriage and then, you know, 25, 26 years of our relationship has been, you know, let's just be honest, right. It's been centered on, on baseball and, you know, my career and moving around and, you know, you just, you you, you have to have kind of that trust and that faith in each other, Um, you know, just to kind of piggyback on what Sarah said. I mean, there's just not many wives that are going to bring two toddlers (laughs) and sit through a you know three three and a half hour baseball game and and just be there to support you and you know i can't imagine i can't imagine what you know what that took from a patient standpoint she's got more patience than i do and to have those kids up in the stands but we're here to support dad and his team and you know i think one of the the best decisions we made was you know we started sarah started to go on a lot of the road trips and so when you have kids and you're in the ACC, when I was at UNC, you've got some road trips like Miami, Atlanta, Chicago, Boston, you know, some really good trips and Sarah would get out of school and um, she'd take Friday off and they, you know, she'd lug them to RDU and and they, you know, they'd find a way to go to, I don't know, whatever it was, the, the aquarium in Atlanta, she'd take them, you know, downtown Boston on a duck boat or she'd take them to you know Lakeside Drive in in Chicago and up to the Sears Tower and you know so baseball's been really good to us but you know just it just takes a conscious effort like this is about us and this is about our family and we're gonna we're gonna we're busy but we're gonna try to cling to those moments together and I think that was one of the coolest things for me um, in my career was them being young and Sarah sacrificing to take them because when you lose a game and let's just be honest it's hard you know on Friday night, you lose that, you know, you lose that Friday night game three to two and it's a tough loss and you're on the road at Miami or Georgia tech. And, you know, you you come back to your hotel room and your family's there. I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty easy to forget about, you know, what just happened on the field. So that helped me tremendously in my career. Um, and, you know, I'll, I'll let Sarah speak, you know, to the rest of it, but I, I just, I just think it, it just takes a lot of, a lot of give and take, Sarah.
1: I would say, uh, just to enjoy all the different stages, um, so when you're, when we were first married, we had tons of time together, then you have kids and you think about what, what did we used to do and everything is really busy. Um, and then with them being a baseball coach, moving around so much. Um, I won't say that I didn't cry or get upset sometimes when we had to move, but once we got settled, um, I just really enjoyed everywhere we lived. It's been so different in so many ways, but there's been so many positives about every place that we've lived. So if you are moving around, um, just enjoying that time, um, and that, and that city and that, um, part of life, uh. I would say just to kind of take it as it comes and then, um, take the positives and things as you're moving or as things are changing. Like I'm already looking for, looking ahead to when Ryan goes off to college, that's so going to be different, but I know there will be, um, fun things about that as well. And it's fun watching the kids grow. So I just say, take it, as take it as it goes, that so it's going to change, um, from the beginning of your relationship, um, as you have kids and they get older, just growing together, is exciting. And you look back and think about all the fun times we've had and of some of the trips you're talking about are definitely some of my favorite memories and the kids too. I remember someone came up to me after a game one time and said, you're so lucky. Your husband works all the time, but you get to enjoy his job. And I thought about that as she said something like my dad was a businessman, but he was gone all the time, but we never had. Any, we didn't enjoy his job, and so as a family, we definitely have enjoyed his job and all the fun things that come along with
0: it. Each episode, I I wrap up with one question, Um, because uh, the the primary theme of Tales from the Creek is uh, visiting with people um, who've made this place special, and certainly Scott and Sarah, you both have made uh, Bowie's Creek special. the time you've been there and the memories that you've uh, created for the others that are still around or, uh, people that are all over the place. But uh, finally, um, Sarah and Scott, um, what do Bowie's Creek and the people there and the people that you've met there mean to you?
2: Yeah, that, that's a great question. And I'm glad, I'm glad you asked that because it's such a big part of us individually. Um, But it's such a big part of, you know, our family. And so I'm very proud to be um, a a camel, Uh, very proud of my six years there. I I tell people all the time, I got, you know, they ask me about my time at Campbell and I got two degrees and a wife from Bowie's Creek. I mean, I I, I nailed it, Um, I feel like, um, but you're right. I mean, the people there, I don't know, it's just different, man. I just remember you know, Sarah played for Wanda Watkins. I had Wanda Watkins was my professor, you know, she taught me in, in a coaching class. I, I I think back on that and how cool that was. And, you know, I just think about um, Donna Woolard and, you know, the professors there that I just loved um, my time, you know, just just being able to, to do it on a daily basis. And then, you know, the baseball piece of it too. I mean, it was just, it's just such a big part of, who we are. I mean, God has a plan for you, right? And you just, it's just hard to see that when you're young. And now I look back on it and I'm like, man, that was, that was exactly where I was supposed to be around the people I was supposed to be around. Uh, I met my wife there and, you know, the place has changed so much. I mean, I'd be remiss if I didn't say how proud I am to be a Campbell baseball along with the success that Justin's had there and what, you know, what that program has done. I mean, the pride that I have, you know, it's, it's just, it's different saying, yep, I played at Campbell um, now than it was, you know, 10 or 15 years ago. And and that's, that's pretty cool. And I guess I'm stupid for continuing to schedule them, you know, as the head coach at Liberty, because um, I've probably lost more than I've won against my alma mater. But it's just really cool to go back there we're going to continue that um we get to go back to buoys creek in 2025 um and it's just uh, i mean it's just every time i pull in there it's just i mean just you get that feeling back and again it doesn't look exactly the same but at the same time it, it looks the same you know that everything's still there that we remember and you know just to have your kids in the car and drive around and say hey you know, there's Strickland Hall. That's where I picked your mom up, you know, for our first date. And I think that was it. When, weren't you living in Strickland? Yeah, right. yeah but there's yeah, not a there road in front of Strickland anymore. Yeah, right? that road's not there anymore, you know. So, you know, those there's those little things. But, I mean, man, I could go on and on. But, you know, I think it just boils down to the people that impacted our lives, you know, in Bowie's Creek. And now, you know, you're talking to a coach and a teacher that want to pass that on and you know, it, it, if it wasn't for the people that influenced us there at that, you know, pivotal time in our lives, I, we wouldn't be on the phone right now.
0: Sarah, your thoughts?
1: I was just sitting here trying to think about how I would describe Moody's Creek, and the word home came to mind. I don't know. Tyler had a tournament down there this summer. And so we drove around, and I mean, it's just everybody would have asked because they knew I had gotten there. Well, where, where do you go here? Where do you go here? And um, I was just telling them the different places around town, and uh, it was just fun just to be back. It brought back a lot of memories. Um, and then we'll leave, been back for games. My mom and I were back um, for the floor dedication to Coach Watkins. And, and, I mean, you just always see so many friendly faces. You get hugs after hugs with all the people that you played with and even those you didn't play with. The one was just my sister Ashley played with. I mean, it's just one big family. Um, so I just feel real comfortable and happy whenever I ride home back to movies, Creek, I would say.
0: We've been visiting with Scott Jackson, class of 98, and Sarah Moore Jackson, class of 2001. Thank you, Scott and Sarah, for sharing your tales from the creek. Thank
1: you. It's been fun.
0: Thanks, David. Go Campbells.
2: Over the past three years, donations to the FCC have helped fund scholarships, facility enhancements, health and wellness improvements, and the greatest needs of the athletics department. The Fighting Camel Club empowers student athletes to lead with purpose on and off the field. With our move to the CAA, the need for your support has never been greater. Memberships begin at just $100 and can get you access to exclusive merchandise and seating. Head to GoCamels.com and hit the Give button.
0: Welcome, Ellen and Tony, to Tales from the Creek. Thanks for taking the time to join us. Well, let's start out at the beginning, um, Ellen, Tony. Um, just share with us how y'all met. Well, we met um, in the the fall of '93.
3: I was a sophomore. Ellen was freshman, and uh, obviously both both on the soccer teams. Um, so we just you know knocked around with us in the same circles. Um, saw each other on campus a lot, and uh, just just became friendly, hanging out. Um, you know, me with a bunch of the the you know, the guy soccer players, and Ellen and with the girls.
4: Yeah, and 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 we, you know, once we uh, started hanging out more, I think we came back from the, uh, the Christmas time, a Christmas break. Yeah, and and I think there was there was a. A, a, a gathering with with all our friends. Everyone's back from the break, and 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 we I, and I kind of looked at Tony differently. I think I was like, huh, oh, he's kind of cute, even though I'd known him all that time. And I think things kind of
3: and I've been trying to flirt for a while, so I think she she finally figured figured that out. Maybe. <laughs>
0: yeah. So was it a was it a situation, Tony? You went home to England, and and Ellen goes home to Virginia, and did absence truly make the heart grow fonder?
3: Uh, yeah, along those lines, it was definitely yeah we we were hanging out um quite a bit more you know after the season in the in the fall and then yeah we went away for Christmas break and then when we came back um I say we officially started dating on January the fourteenth ninety four so that was you know we've been back to school a, a week so it happened pretty quick once we got back I think we I think it did uh, kind of happen for both of us yeah the distance. Um, so, yeah, um, it happened pretty quick once you got back after Christmas break.
0: Now, was there an official who asked who out or something first? Was there, was there, or was it just kind of a common? Well, it was, it was more of a just, yeah, hanging
3: out together. But I, I, I'd say I, I, I did ask, ask her out or made my, he
4: made his move
3: made my movement, <laughs> made, made my feelings known first. So, but we, yeah, we were, we were hanging out more and, uh, you know it was it was kind of getting obvious that we both kind of liked each other
0: so share with us what did a typical date night look like in Bowie's creek uh, circa 1994.
4: <laughs> just so good it's so good thinking about that memory because we really had to make our own fun there's you know your the campus had you know, I think, between the library, hanging out at the student center, playing ping pong, just and <laughs> seriously, we would like make our fun wherever we could, just even just walking in the campus, like we really yeah. did just
3: yeah, um, just hanging out a lot um but well, neither of us had a car That's so been part of the why we were so we we had we we did occasionally borrow kind, like going to dinner and stuff to restaurants, but then, like. The the big date night was usually like dinner at a movie and a rally going to rally. Oh yeah, that's a big. Night. Um. So thanks, thanks for the friends out there that would lend us their car every once in a while. Um. So we'd go a rally, which was an experience in itself because I don't know why, but I took it upon myself to drive. I mean, I did have a international license, but uh, we we laughed because at least on three occasions. We ended up on the wrong side of the road. Out. <laughs> it wasn't as dangerous as it sounds because it was always a, like a traffic light when there was no other cars around. So I just wasn't following any of the cars, and then all of a sudden I'd be, I'd be on the left-hand side of the road. Like there
4: was a really big bus.
3: There was one time we came to this with yeah. a a rally, a rally bus. Yeah, and we just both kind of sat there looking at each other for a couple of minutes. I was like, "What do I do?" And then I just had to reverse.
4: <laughs> we were, it was it was awesome.
3: But. I, yeah it, it happened a couple of times <laughs> but
4: like with most catastrophic potentially moments we uh we were laughing through it all and like when i think about like the like our first date we were talking about it earlier just thinking of memories and our first date was philadelphia and Ch- oh charles
3: yeah we, we went for a meal at charlie's and then you know we went into a rally you didn't know what movies were really played and then philadelphia with tom mm-hmm. hanks the Pretty heavy, H.I.V.
4: Amazing, a, but it was as
3: a first movie. But it yeah,
4: was it so. was heavy, but it was incredible. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, I think that was the night of the bus too. But um, yeah, so. it could
0: have been. Ellen, was that the first time you saw Tony cry?
4: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one of many times. First time saw <laughs> him sweat. But another? Yeah, swearing, <laughs> crying it was it was very eventful <laughs> <that> <laughs> <night>.
0: <laughs> So as 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 student athletes, um, you know, obviously your time is. Um, you know, your time is, uh, you know, spoken for a lot. And um, so, what kind of—I don't know if it's challenge is the right word, but what kind of obstacles did y'all face with you know making time to to be together, or was it just something that kind of came naturally for y'all? I feel like it came pretty naturally
3: yeah. overall. I mean, I, one of my earliest memories, we did seem to spend a lot of time, you know, studying in the library, which isn't really something. You know, traditionally, start uh, a starving new relationship, you're doing, but we we did uh, d- we did study a lot together, and
4: or maybe I just wanted to hang out with you, so I was that, going to the library. <laughs>
3: could have been a that as that well. So, set up our first email addresses.
4: Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, we we would, you know, after um, I think the majority of our time where we could go experience more things together. Um, was after season, you know, it that's just how you had to kinda navigate that. But uh
3: Which is what happened in that first fall season, even though we weren't officially dating that's when after the season's finished, it's when we started hanging out a lot more and where things progressed. But but yeah, I I, look looking back, I don't feel like it was a huge challenge. It just did kind of come naturally. I mean, you're in class all day, then practice. And then after dinner, yeah,
4: was, you'd meet up for dinner. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. Yes, know.
0: the uh, yeah. romantic evening Marsh at Marsh Marshbanks, Marsh Banks, yeah. I mean, exactly. M- yeah,
4: exactly. You just sum that up for if you know, you know. <laughs> That's,
0: yes, yeah, you know, we both we
3: both finish, your know, practice at the same time. So all you know, athletes would end up going to Marshbanks at the same time. So, um, I say we're all on the same, Run around with the same crews. Yep. So,
0: and then... <laughs> <no, I believe. laughs> And I feel like that 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 talking point or question is, you know, a lot. You look at it a lot different uh, after you've uh, juggled work and and two kids scheduled. You got four schedules in the home, and and it, it seems everything seems so much simpler back then, doesn't it? And comparatively mm-hmm. now,
4: that's true. Definitely. I, you know, I, I would say that one of the things that I think makes, um, you know, all these years we've been together so um, kind of special looking back is that we we still are just really good friends. And so we always make time for, we always make time for the things that we enjoy. So we, we love our kids. We prioritize them, of course, and work and all those, but we always want to make sure we're doing things that we have fun and, and enjoy together. And that's just, both of us value that. So that's that's kind of a-
3: We've always had the same interests. You know, sports is a big part and we we are watching sports together and going to sporting events. Music, we. One of our favorite things now um is, is going to concerts and you know we did some of that back then um so yeah it's um just those shared shared interests being a,
0: a big part of it where, where have come of the some of the concerts you saw back then and, and what have you seen
4: lately oh goodness back, back then
0: back
3: then um
4: uh, oh, do you have to <laughs> say who you saw it uh
3: my official first concert although you you were just you weren't that one was ed uh, campbell was when weird al came weird al dankovich <laughs> so you might i, I claim that it's not my first concert
4: no it's his first my first concert may have been joshua tree tour youtube but his was weird al and i think he wins i think he wins <laughs>
0: Well, um, I'll put I'll put this one on you. Fall of nineteen eighty six. Uh, after Claudia and I met, our first official date was an REM show at Wentzville, uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> Wilmington, and that's um, we still have the ticket stub, which you don't have. Always, yeah. you,
4: you know, back then though. I mean, you think about the music in the nineties, like everything from. I mean, yeah, I, well, I, REM would have been high school for me, yeah. but like, just I can't even think of the.
3: Yeah, I mean, but I mean, we we really. Oh, really? Not once we got to Atlanta, Atlanta gets a, a lot, a lot of, so we really stepped it up,
4: um. but who do we see recently that would have been a throwback. We were, um garbage they shoot uh, uh, yeah sound up awesome. fantastic. Well you know whatever, but it's like we really just try and make an effort to do the things that we enjoy um kind of together. And it's like, yeah, you you, you know, you put the kids first and you're, you' you know they they take up a lot of your, you know, energy and, you know, focus. but it's like, they're going to be leaving us soon, and we're going to have an empty house, so we need to still have some fun together.
0: Absolutely. Um, I'm, I'll look for both of y'all's answer on this next one, but when did you know that he or she was the one?
4: So, I would say I knew pretty early on. I was so smitten. Like, it was like the flip, the switch flip. You know, and I uh, i think I said I love you first. Like, that was... I so, yeah, I did. And I think you said thank you. I don't think that's you okay. responded great. I was polite. It's okay. You were polite. I think I threw you, but that's okay, because I was like, he's going to be this way. It's fine. But what I would say is that, you know, just the how much he made me laugh, like, he's got this sense of he's quite cynical, but he's very fun-loving, so there's lots of just... Mix with him where I'd, I'm just always laughing, and I and how easygoing he can be when in, you know in regards to like just the things that are really hard. Like he's he's always kind of centers me, so I'm well, yeah. It's it, it, it was it was it was a ba- it was
3: basically by spring break of 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 May before I think that's when you said your words.
4: And so that's a great example of where I overshare, and then he just sums it up and says, "This is what this is what we're talking about right here." And, and then
3: the the following summer, summer of '94, I was you know I was really Bowie's Creek doing the camps and mm-hmm. uh, you know, World Cup '94 was going on, and Ellen went out to Wyoming mm. to work on a dude ranch for the summer. As just you do, as you do, three months, and uh, and that was you know we we both. Went through great efforts to stay in touch. We, you know, we were writing letters all the time. Back then, there wasn't any He wrote me a letter
4: every day.
3: Just like out, every yeah. day. And
4: because of where we were located, I would receive like five letters at a time. Mm-hmm. And what would be the equivalent of like a Netflix, like binge, I was sitting in my little room where I was being housed and which sounds horrible when we had to said that. But I would just read all these letters and he, it was just adorable. And yeah, he, he kept, he kept that going for sure. Yeah. It was a... So
3: yeah, it was like going, going back to long distance again after after dating all all spring semester. Then uh, it was, it was seemed pretty obvious then.
4: And he got on a Greyhound bus and he came and visited me in, in Virginia. Virginia. I, I didn't go out to Wyoming. He didn't go out to Wyoming. That would, yeah. <laughs> By the way, don't ever go on a Greyhound bus out to Wyoming, but. Um, what I would say is that, you know, when he came to visit my family, which is the exact opposite of his family, like my family was loud, chaotic, like I, my family came from like kind of divorced and his family's parents are still together. They celebrated 50 years like we couldn't be more opposite. And he just rolled with it. And it was just, of course, my family loved him immediately. I'm, I need to ask your mom again how she how my first impression <laughs> was. I'm sure I threw her for a loop, threw them both for a loop, but.
0: Yeah, Tony, you wanna um, you wanna fill us in on that? The first time uh, Ellen met your folks. Oh my god! Actually, that, that's a little, little side story. It's, it's a little funny. My mom, my mom
3: especially, is mortified because, um, you know, we probably flew into Manchester Airport, and mom, all our, you know, there was there was a group of us. There was me, Nick, Ray. I think Andy Richards came back that Christmas. Um, so they put together a, a little minibus to pick us up. So bring us all back, back to Middlesbrough area. And, um, my mom and dad, were, you know, wait, wait for us. And either we were running late or running early. I can't remember, but they nipped out to the, to the store to pick up some stuff. And we arrived at my house while they were gone. They don't, you know, nipped out for 10 minutes. And, um, so the house was locked up and so we had to go in the, in the garage. The garage was open, so we went in the garage. And just hanging out in the garage, the I was freaking. I was playing darts. It was cool, but uh, they were mortified that they weren't home when we arrived, and that that Ellen was stuck in the garage for ten minutes.
0: <laughs> They'd obviously never been to Bowie's Creek uh, for a uh, for a, a social gathering that you know that was out in the country or a bonfire. Yeah. Or something.
4: Yeah, every yeah. If you're not out in a bonfire at a Bowie's Creek, you're not living. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, but
3: no, they love Ellen, and and uh, she she made a good good first impression. So,
0: so w- when did uh, you guys get uh, married? Was it pretty soon after graduation? Um. Yeah. So we I stayed on and did my
3: masters, my MBA, and so we left Bowie's Creek in uh, June of '98 we got married in July of '99. So we we moved straight to Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Then we got married up in um, Afton Mountain, Virginia, near Charlottesville, where yeah. Ellen's mom was. And um, yeah, July of '99, and um, quite possibly the the hottest day in the world.
4: One hundred percent the hottest day Um of- the world. But what I, but what's interesting though is that when we um we'd been dating for I guess all through college, you know, those times apart and everything. And then when we decided, hey, let's go down to Atlanta, let's see what's next after school, you know, we're looking for a bigger city and and all of these, uh, thinking a little bigger than <laughs> a little bigger, yeah. And and I I knew it wasn't too many. Else. Tony was trying to figure out what he wanted to do, and I knew what I wanted to do. I was going into you know a program called AmeriCorps, and so we just had enough of an anchor to like get down here. And he had a one-year um, student visa, and after you know after school, and when that visa was running up, it was that means he has to leave the country, and so we are evaluating
3: either get sponsored through work or any option.
4: Yeah. And so we you know, we were at that point and our and we just went back and forth and should we get married? Do we go home? How do we figure this out? And we, you know, we're just enjoying life in Atlanta so much. And as we're just him and Horn and trying to figure this out, very unromantic, our family is like, Oh, come on. Like you guys clearly are on a path. We've been together for five years and we were very happy together and still kind of exploring all that. But it just wasn't on our terms and so we just were like feeling a little like backed into that and we ended up um getting married by we had to get married by that summer so it was uh it was just a like I think the the what do you call it when you go and do the sponsor the the immigration lawyer or not the lawyer but who do you go and you talk to to get the the green card and get you know make it all legal and it was so stressful but it was just really not stressful at all and it was you know, here we are, 29, 5, 8 years later. I don't know. It's too many years. So, so tell me, you're,
0: you you know, uh, Bowie's Creek to Atlanta. Now, I did it the opposite way. I I, I lived in Atlanta during uh, middle school and then Raleigh what and then down to Bowie's Creek and have been here all but two years.
4: What part of Atlanta were you in?
0: Uh, we were in between uh, uh, Buckhead and Sandy Springs right off of Roswell Road. Yeah. We are. That's where I live. Yeah, yeah and I, I went to sandy springs middle school and then ridgeview high school which does not exist anymore because georgia 400 cleared went right through that all right yeah so, Ridgeview middle school is about a mile from us yeah we were we were um i was near chastain park about a mile from there yeah yep. and um you know uh, and apparently that's a big concert site now which i'm sure if we were there we, we would be there i just bought tickets
4: to another but, show <laughs> yeah exactly
0: so you show? you going to see who are you going to see this time? Uh,
3: Pixies and Modest Mouse.
0: Oh, good, good choice there. Good choice there. So, you you moved to Atlanta, um, Ellen. You you go to work with AmeriCorps. Tony, um, where where did your um, pro, you know your professional both of your professional arcs take y'all?
3: Yeah, well, um, I as as Ellen said, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I mean, I I'd left for my with my MBA, um, so just through couple of, you know, people I knew and that, and ended up, uh, working in advertising. Mm-hmm. So I started off at, um, an out of form advertising, um, agency, and then I moved into, uh, print over print, worked on the, the home Depot accounts, which is, uh, uh, you know, they're based here in Atlanta. Um, and then I moved to a, a small agency that specialized in print, but you know, now obviously we do digital and, and everything else. But um, I'm coming up to 20 years there this this summer. Um, so, yeah, I've always just been in, in advertising.
0: Ellen, tell me about what you've been up to.
4: I would say kind of zigzaggy, but I think the core of what I have always been interested in is around partnerships. And so what came out of the nonprofit community building side of it was, you know, I then flipped over to the corporate side, but still, You know, really trying to figure out what, how you know, it's it's marketing, but it's really trying to just to kind of grow. I feel like I'm selling myself. So you're going to edit all of this, but (laughs) but basically for uh, what you know, the the course of my career has been around marketing, and I worked for a a, you know a restaurant group, and then now I work for a restaurant tech company. But both Tony and I worked for you know before covid like long stretches for the companies we worked for so we're we're quite loyal people now that i'm thinking about in terms of the thing
3: that ellen's not mentioned about her career was when we when we moved here uh there's a big british community in atlanta which which helped hugely you know i, I found a soccer team to play on and uh but then we had you know local local pub actually an irish pub but all, all the brits are there and um after after the after kids ellen Got a marketing job at Fedora, the Irish, our local Irish pub. Um she worked there for like eleven years. So that was that was
4: I did say I we joke about it. Um, but I said good... y'all y'all need me. I get this. This is something <laughs> this is something I'm quite familiar with. But it's it's, you know, when it comes to uh, you know, like the the work that we do and the people that we've met here in Atlanta, and even though our families are in Virginia and in England, it's it's like this community here that are the, the expat community and the, and the transit theater you know, that.
3: Yeah. The, uh, quite uh remarkable. another fun story is we, we moved here, I said, at the end of June in 98 to Atlanta and, um, World Cup 98 was going on. Mm-hmm. The only person we knew here, I think you know him, Stan, is, was Steve Payne. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, so our first full day in, in Atlanta Steve took me. We went to watch England versus, versus Argentina in the World Cup, and um, I, I met so many Brits, uh, English lads, uh, that day. We, a lot of them I'm still, you know, friends with. Now played football with them, so so there's a lot of guys here I've, no, I've known the full 25 years that uh, that we've been in Atlanta. So,
0: so what's it like, uh, uh, Tony? I can't, I can't imagine. You know, Claudia's folks were from down near the coast and moved up here when we had when they had grandkids um my folks are still in Raleigh what's it like being an ocean away from your from your family or is it did being in school here help prepare you for that or did you think you would settle here um yeah I I really don't know when I first came over I I
3: I didn't know what my my plans were I, I had no idea really so but um yeah, it became pretty apparent, um, you know, as as we finished up Campbell, that I, I wanted to stay over here. Um, obviously, no small part because of Alan, and um, so I, you know, I've loved my time over here, um, and I've gone back. We go back quite often, especially when the kids were little. We'd we'd go back once or twice a year um, when flights were a lot lot more reasonable, <laughs> but. Um, and my my parents have been great. They 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 come came over and visited all the time. You know they they oh, came they, to they, Bowie, they came to they came to Bowie's Creek um probably probably four or five times. What, I just want to saying. say the
4: effort his parents have put into coming over here. Like they know people in like local stores more than we know them. Like that's how much when they would come over and they would stay. And there's like I know there's things I could probably recall, but it's just they were yeah like we they there's that effort that you have to put into yeah. it that is
3: uh... yeah this effort, and you know so as you as your question what's it like living... so it's it's been great and um but it it, it is getting a bit tougher now as as you get older you know, parents get older right um, so you know they they can't travel as much it it's more of a, an effort for them, so that is getting a bit bit tougher um but so during the early years and and the kids growing up um it didn't it didn't really seem like um that much of a of an issue. because um, they, they would they would my parents would come over for a month at a time as well. They'd come twice a year for a month at a time. So 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 it was great. Um but yeah, so it's um you know I sometimes think oh, I wonder if they ever moved move back, but I, I don't think that's ever gonna be uh be an option at this point. You know, the the kids the kids um you know gotta gotta be based here and so it's uh it's just it's just what life is. It's what I've what I've been used to, you know?
0: So your oldest is twenty now. Um, just dial us back a few me. years here. What is it what did a typical day look like in the Peacock household with uh two active boys uh coming up in as well?
4: You know, it, it really was at one good long stretch just driving them places, you know, and just trying to figure out what's the most the, part yeah, exactly. Nothing nothing new or interesting to share there. But, you know, I think now like when they get to that point where they can drive themselves and they've got their own interests and they frankly don't want to hang out with you as much. It's 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 one of these things where you go, Okay, well, what are we gonna do that's fun? And where are we gonna have some, you know, some some good times together and kinda keep 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 life interesting. So
3: yeah, but no, back back in the day with the the typical day, yeah, it was just getting getting. They both played soccer, you know, from from five six year old. So it was um get, getting them around everywhere between work. wasn't so much working from from home back then. So it made it a bit trickier, but um yeah, I loved it. Played some bass. They played basketball as well. Um, it was just hectic, but it was fun. It you know. It, it, Obviously, it goes, goes way too quickly.
4: You know, I think the main thing, Oh,
3: you know, it, it's. Um, it
4: is. It is wrapping up. and You know, the one thing that we always say, the kids aren't really interested in playing in college. That was never something. They didn't have that kind of like extra whatever that tells kids into that. But what I do see that sports provides them is just this social connection, which is what Tony was referring to earlier around you know, you move to a city and it's like, you don't know really anyone. And it's like, okay, let me find a team. Let me get started here. And I think that those kinds of things, they, I think they see that. And, and, and that's a, I think that's just a really cool thing that sports provides any, any person, you know, so
0: pretty yeah. cool. Well, the state of Georgia right next door to Alabama and right above Florida, known for a a different kind of football tone. I, uh, um, did they ever, uh, did the boys ever uh, dabble in a, the American pointy
4: pointed football at all never never played it, it, no uh, no interest but he uh, likes it the younger likes um likes to watch it he's got friends that are football players that play in school and and so he he's got a real interest i don't even think owen really is oh uh, I got
3: into I <laughs> I got into it big time i mean when i was up in north carolina i i, I got big into basketball you know mm-hmm. college basketball obviously is huge up there and then moving down to Atlanta, SEC country, um, I quickly got immersed in the in the college football and and then the NFL as well a bit with the, but um, there's yeah. not
4: many sports you're not
3: like gonna oh that's that's prefer. true well, yeah it's fun, fun going to the games and go and go and hang out outside the stadiums and stuff. So uh,
0: off topic and a, and off uh, camera, sometime uh, remind me to share with you the the time I took Derek Lee into a Durham Bulls baseball game and how he was not impressed.
4: <laughs> uh, no matter
0: baseball, uh, in his in his uh in his manner that he as, as he would speak it.
4: I can imagine. I can imagine.
0: It's it's evident, um, Ellen and Tony, uh, that you enjoy each other's company and you always have. Um, what kind of advice do you give? Would you give someone if they're asking you what, what is it that's special about your relationship? What kind of advice would you give to someone uh, that, that, you know, would like to be best friends with their mate?
4: What you got, Tony? Oh,
0: you're, you're the one full of advice.
4: Yeah, all... Okay. So this is where, <laughs>
3: I'll, I mean, I would just say, you know, yeah, enjoy your time. Don't, don't take things too seriously. Um,
4: that's fair.
3: Yeah. You just got to, you got to let things roll off your back sometimes. Um, but yeah, just, just enjoy yourselves. And obviously, you know, that's what's helped us having the same interests and, uh, and enjoying going and doing the same things and uh, just having the same values. But uh, yeah, I just, just don't, for me, it just, you know, don't get too upset. Don't get too angry.
4: That's, that's great. That's him. <laughs> I think he's like self soothing right now. Is he like, <laughs> One of the things that I think um, we have done pretty well um, is figuring out, I'm saying um too much, but we, the parts where we, that are important to pay attention to and to communicate and to be able to take seriously and go, this is a serious situation. We should talk about it. We should like figure it out. Um, We do that. And then when we are irritated because we've had a long day and you kind of put those you know those moments in a in a box and you and you say this isn't something that you need to labor on too much i think figuring that figuring that out earlier than later is 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 important so we, we have this whole little thing that's worked well for us where we reset and we, we reset and we say, uh, and, and Tony is so good about just inserting like humor, right? When I want to strangle him and then I I can't not, I can't keep arguing. So I think that's, that's just really important when, so when he was talking about just like not taking yourselves too seriously, it's like, where are those arguments that you're just like, you're just tired, you're just whatever. And so that's a really important element over the years, but you know, we're not the same People we were when we were 18 19 30 40 gosh we're that old now so I think really being able to say you know who you are individually is just a really important part of being your best self like in contributing to as, as a couple right so if yeah so I think it, Tony would never speak to this but I would say it's really important to me that like he's he's a partner he's not the person that i that you need, that you have to, you know, be, that's going to fulfill you as a person. And I think that's an important element to it. But that's just me. Tony would never say that. (laughs) So as he shakes his head and says, oh, Lordy, here she goes. But that's an important part of it that I think is, uh, allows us to have some fun too. I
0: I have an aunt who um, always says the best, the most important thing about, uh, uh, about your marriage is making sure you marry the right person. And, uh, it's evident that helps the two of y'all, uh, hit that one out of the park, uh, and, uh, and so many words, hmm. uh, Ellen and Tony, when you look back about your time in, in Buies Creek, what, what does that place mean to you and Campbell university and all that? What is, it, it means a lot. Um, you know, it was such.
3: I d I didn't know what to expect, you know, coming over. I'd I would i would never been I'd just turned eighteen. Um I always I always joke, you know, the big TV shows in, in the UK back then were uh Beverly Hills 90210 and Baywatch. So I thought it was gonna be some type of mix of that coming to Bowie's Creek. Uh which it's arguable. But um yeah, no, I had a I had a great time there. Um and i love i love going back um i really like going back to visit i wish i could do it a bit more often um the last time i was back was so you started fall of uh 22. Mm-hmm. Uh, so um yeah that was my third year anniversary of coming over and we you know we um uh, we're paying our respects to, to marco um but um uh, yeah i love going back and and you know the people we met still so many great friends um, uh, yeah. that you know we keep in touch with, meet up all the time, and you know, like any good friends, even if you haven't seen them for a while, it's it's so easy just to to fall back into the way things were. Yeah,
4: but left off, yeah, yeah.
3: But uh, I do enjoy going back, and and, it, and it's amazing seeing all the changes as well. Um, but I, I do like the, the memories. You know, it was it was such a different place for me coming from England. It was just everything was different. The the I say Ellen like just the. Just even the, the smells, just the, the, you know, the, the weather and, uh, just everything was so different. It was, so it, hot. It, well, it was hot, it would get cold <laughs> it pretty cool as well though, but it was just, um, it was just kind of a, 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 literally a different world for me. So it was, uh, it really left a lot of a memories per- and impressions with yeah. me, you know? So, um,
4: It's interesting to hear you, you talk about it, um, from that perspective of just the, the kind of the culture shock, but I think you know, as I was, I had no idea what I wanted to do and, you know, what college meant. And I still feel this way. And I speak to my kids about it. Like college is such an opportunity where you're just really just figuring out who you are and what that, what that's gonna mean, you know, just as you're discovering yourself and you're making, you know, missteps and doing things well or whatever. And I think when I look back on the, you know, yeah, again, our, our friends that were, you know, were so important to us and all those memories, but so much of it was just the newness and just, you know, the, the downtime that you had when you were, yeah, just kind of exploring, like, I'm trying to find a way to articulate boredom because just the internet and the stimulation that we have now versus then, like there was so much downtime that it's just, I, I don't even know how to speak to that to our kids. Doing
3: your homework.
4: yeah i probably should have been studying more i was never known for my uh <laughs> my my study habits but but i would say that like the i try to say that to our kids a lot like just this period of figuring out who you are it's like you're you're with all these people that are doing the same thing you know and so yeah that's why i think it's so remarkable to all of us when we look back on our on that period you know
0: well i i, I like to tell people that bowie's creek is the crossroads of the world uh, and the two of you are, are certainly, uh, feeding into that, um, statement, uh, Middlesbrough, England, Norfolk, Virginia, uh, meet in Bowie's Creek, and now have built a life, uh, uh, for you and your family in Atlanta. We've been visiting with Tony and Ellen price class of 96 and 97. Thank you, Tony and Ellen, for sharing your Tales from the Creek. Thanks, Sam. Appreciate it.
4: You're welcome. It's so good to be with you again. It's been a a long time.